Welcome back to Who Knows here at the Database of Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, where you are listening to Shir number three of the Who Knows the Haggadah Marathon as we look today at the Ka'ara, the Seder plate, and ask the following question. Shisha miodeya. Who knows the six items on the Seder plate, on the Ka'ara, that we display on our tables on Leil Seder? Why, in fact, do we even have a Ka'ara? Why do we have a Seder plate to begin with? And I would say the answer is quite simple. Although we could have left objects such as the Maror and the Karpas in the kitchen until we needed them, but perhaps their absence from the room where the Seder is taking place would not evoke the curiosity that we are trying to from our children on Seder night. And so, of course, Seder night is all about the display. It's all about the Ba'avor Zeh, being able to show our children the things, the objects, the Pesach props that they can see with their eyes, that they can feel with their hands, and eventually taste with their mouths. But the point is that the objects that we're going to be talking about on Lel HaSeder need to be in full view, and that is perhaps why we have the Ka'ara, the Seder plate displaying all of the different objects, whether they are going to be eaten physically or whether they are just standing there, sitting there to serve as symbols. But the point is that their presence serves specifically for their presence. And that means that because they are there, if you are leading a Seder, or if you have a child who is curious about the objects at the Seder, hopefully you will have an answer and you'll be able to explain each of those objects. And if not, well, it's a good thing that you are here now and you'll find out what those six other objects are. I say the six other objects because there are opinions that really the matzos are really part of the Seder plate. They belong on the Seder, the Seder plate as well. Most Seder plates nowadays are not really able to house all of the matzos as well, but there are opinions in the post skim that talk about the placement of matzah on the Seder plate. And of course, we know at our Seder traditionally we have three matzos, be that as it may, we're going to refer to the other six objects that are featured on the Seder plate. And we will begin with the Zroa, the shank bone. What is the purpose of the shank bone or the chicken bone that we find on our Seder plate? Did you know that even though traditionally, probably most recently, you've seen a chicken bone on your plate, um, really the perhaps more accurate um, item that should be in place of the chicken bone is really a bone from a lamb. Because the chicken bone, the shank bone, the zroa, serves as a commemoration of the carbon Pesach, which of course was not a chicken, it was actually a lamb. Um, but um, in contemporary times, we use the chicken bone. And the main idea is for it to be the leg or an arm, particularly to also commemorate not just the carbon Pesach, but to, to, to commemorate the Zeroah Netuah, the outstretched arm of Hashem, uh, one of the Lashonas that we find describing Hashem's engagement in the process and the wonders of Yitzhak Mitzrayim and the miracles that he performed therein is the Zeroah Netuah, Hashem's outstretched arm. And that comes in the form of the Zeroah, the shankbone. And um, of course, we know that this is one of the objects on the Seder plate that is not eaten. It is not necessarily picked up and, and, and pointed to. You can look at it. But when we talk about the carbon Pesach, we don't give too much attention to the shank bone. It's there just so it grabs our attention. But we should not mistake it as being the actual carbon Pesach. And then right next to the Zeroah, we have 
the beitza, the egg, and this egg serves as another commemorative item, and it is commemorative of the carbon chagiga, another carbon that in the absence of a beitza migdash, we do not actually offer. And of course, the carbon chagiga itself did not come from an egg. However, the kolbo explains that the purpose of the beitza, the egg, is to give a solemn sense, a solemn commemoration of the carbon Chagiga, because, of course, there is a sense of mourning, the fact that we cannot offer the carbon Chagiga anymore in the absence of the Beis HaMikdash. So we have an egg, which is something that is round, and objects that are round, foods that are round, symbolize mourning, because when we mourn, we consider the circle and cycle of life, um, which we know from when Yaakov Avinu was cooking lentils for Yitzchak Avinu after the passing of Avraham Avinu. So we saw that in the base as well, the egg on our center plate. Then we move on to the maror. And paired with the maror, we also have the chazeras, the other form of maror. Now, why exactly we have both? There might be Kabbalistic significance to explain it. The truth is that there are um, five different opinions in the Gemara of what can actually be used as maror. And usually, maror um, is uh, that which we call maror, at least on the seder plate, usually refers to the horseradish. And that which we call chazeres usually refers to the lettuce, the romaine lettuce that we eat. Either way, those two are the maror, and of course, these two are actually eaten later on in the seder in the maror section. Finally, um, moving on to number five, we have the charoses, which is often symbolized by an apple, or at least um, the it's made with apples and the ingredients, and the charoses is used um, to to take away a little bit of the bitterness of the maror. We don't drench the maror in it, but the ha, the charoses is either a zecher to the to the teat the 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 pitch the uh, the mortar that was used for the bricks. So it matches the maror our slavery when we were engaging in that slavery. So of course we have that uh, we, we have that chorosis for that reason. And the reason why we use apples, perhaps another symbolism, um, the reference in the Pasukov in Shir Shirim to the Tapuach, the apple trees under which the women would give birth to their children because there was obviously a dangerous time when they were slaves and the Egyptians were trying to prevent the growth of Kalal Yisrael. They tried to kill the Jewish baby boys. So the, they, they would have to hide under the apple trees where they would give birth. and then. Finally, finally, we have item number six, the karpas, which there are different opinions. What exactly is the best food for karpas? My favorite one is the potato, even though perhaps a better food to use for karpas would be celery or parsley, something that is green. Some of the posts can point out is the best. And Rav Moshe Feinstein points out that green is the best. Um, something that will, will grab more attention is probably better. Another of Mordechai Willig uses a banana. Some others use a banana, um, you know, just demonstrating that even certain fruits are ha'adama, and we know that the karpas is supposed to be a ha'adama. It serves as an appetizer, at least one Simple explanation for carpas is that it's an appetizer to what to, to whet our appetite. That's what an appetizer does. Um, the Gemara says that the point is that it gets the children to ask, especially since this is a veering from what we normally do on, for example, a regular Shabbos. We don't just um, you know dip a vegetable after Kiddush. Usually we, we, we wash and make a bracha and then we have hamotzi. 
We're doing it differently on Seder night with the karpas. And of course, the other symbolisms that we find in the karpas, the dipping of the karpas into salt water, which reminds us of our tears. And perhaps some others have explained that it's also um, commemorative of how the Gullus Mitzrayim began with Yosef's tunic dipped in the blood. So we dip the karpas into the salt water to remind us of that as well. Those are the six items on the center point. And just to include some added significance, the Arizal explained that really the six items on the Seder plate, and not just the six items, but perhaps the Seder plate itself and the three matzos all correspond to the Eser Spheros, the ten spheres through which the world was created and how Hashem relates to the universe. Um, so the Zorah corresponds to Chesed, the Beitza corresponds to Gvura, the, um, the Maror corresponds to Tiferes. Then we skip over for some reason. I can't. I couldn't tell you why. But we skip over to the Charosas, which corresponds to Neitzach, um, and the the uh, Karpas corresponds to Hod, and the Chazeres, the other Maro, corresponds to Yisod. And what about the other ones? So the three matzahs correspond to Chabad, Chachmah Adas, and the Seder play itself, the Ka'ara, corresponds to Malchus. Again, this is for those who are better versed in Kabbalah and can explain what all of those mean. We had um, a series, you could find it in the archives, on the different spheros when we go through spheros to Omer. And perhaps Pesach being the introduction to spheros to Omer, perhaps um, has the secrets all contained in the Ka'aram, perhaps more Kabbalistic significance, which is certainly beyond me. But for, for those who want to do further research, further meditation, that's up to you. And while you're there, perhaps you might want to consider maybe a connection between the six items on the Ka'ara and the Shisha Sidri Mishnah, like we say in Echad Miyodeya, that Shisha corresponds to the six orders of Mishnayas. Of Zroim, Moed, Noshim, Nizikim, Kochim, Taharos, perhaps something to consider as well. While we are also still here, I'll mention that for those who have been following the Who, the who Knows the Haggadah Marathon and listened to the previous one on the Connect Fours, Arba, Miodea, Who Knows Four, I did some further thinking and I wanted to actually add an additional pairing of four and a secret five that perhaps the Dal Parshas and Shabbos HaGadol, um, so um, starting from Shkalim, Zachar, Para, and Achodesh, and then culminating into Shabbos HaGadol, perhaps these also correspond to the different fours and fives that we mentioned in the previous year. For more on those special fours and how these Dalit Parshios can connect to them. So that, again, that's beyond the scope of what we're doing in this particular shear, but I wanted to give it a shout out. And for further eon on that, you can reach out to me at the database at gmail.com. It's the data than base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com if you want to hear more. I also happen to have a whole chart of the different Connect Fours. So if you're interested in that, you can reach out to me and I will send it to you. And that is the same place to reach out to me if you enjoy sharing like this and others in the podcast and want to sponsor, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, or you want to join the database podcast WhatsApp group where you will find links for every uploaded share and, and serum that I'm streaming from the archives. And until next time, stay tuned for the remaining shiurim of Who Knows the Haggadah. Chag Kasher and thank you for joining us here at the database.